salutations and shit niggas welcome <laughs> to another episode of travel and shit um your new favorite travel podcast we have more of a discussion on the um what was experienced as opposed to the uh where i went and all that great shit so i'm your host d carrie and um we're home, but making interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. I um, am almost low-key tired of being in the house. I will honestly say that I just miss intimacy. I miss affection. I can't hug anybody. I miss hugging my grandma. I miss hugging my dad. Mm-hmm. I miss... Hugging everybody, and since my mom's not here, oh, ma, earmuffs, I'll give you the thumbs up when you can uh, take them off. I miss dick, Jesus Christ, sex, it's, life is trash without it. Take them off. <laughs> you didn't listen, because she's been watching it now on um, the, the TV. She figured out how to put the YouTube on the TV. I don't know who taught her, but proud of you, girl. And so uh, hopefully you muted it and daddy didn't walk in because, ah, fuck. So I should have my dad told me today, yeah, I was watching you on YouTube on the way over here, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm fucking, ah. I hate when my parents listen to my music. I'll be like, please, like, do not. <laughs> don't ask me what I meant. <laughs> don't clarify nothing, pretend. I'm just saying the ABCs. I hate going to my little cousin's show. So shout out to Rockstar Peso. Love you, boo. I love my babies. I am that cousin that absolutely always wants to support them in all of their creative shit. So Mm -hmm. if you do anything that is um, remotely outside of just like regular nine to five work, I especially want you to know that I support what you're doing. But um, Josh is like 23 or something like that. But a lot of his audience is like fucking kids. So I got to end up going to like these 16 year old, you know, like the cover, you know, where they let the kids in and I'm just, I'm fucking miserable. I don't want to be around these children. Like I could be your fucking mom. You know what I mean? So it's just like, not very interested. And then when he starts with the rapping and I'm just like, I don't, it's just the the drugs and, and the sex. And I'm just like, I'm calling my auntie Rose. I'm calling my fucking grandmother because this shit is wild. I'm not with this shit. I'm snitching should I need to. Don't fuck up. Hope you catch one of that, Josh. Anyway, so we're um, thrown in the house. We quarantine, quarantine life. But as you can see, you know what I mean? Like, we're trying to still keep it travel, even though we are stuck in the house. Hi, Munchkin! We're, we're a group. With, with the face. He's oh. cuter than mine. So far, he's quieter than mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, quarantine, house, but um, make it travel. However, what I think, I was actually just saying to um, my homegirl, Lola, I, I spoke to her a little bit beforehand. Right, see, I got cups and shit that I be trying to give people. No. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Toast. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The libations by the pool. Well, I got a tree, so... <laughs> I try to keep plants in the crib. I got a recliner. I'm on right now. Mm-hmm. But I was telling to my homegirl because she was like, because low travels like every month. And 
she was like, yo, this is driving me crazy not being able to leave. And I'm like, all right, yeah, well, you know, we're going to get there. At some point, we'll be able to travel. But theoretically, in my mind, if zombies don't dead it for us, because I, I absolutely believe in zombies. <laughs> fight me. You know, fight me, fight anybody. I really think that this world is too big for things that I don't understand to just totally be false and not a thing because, hey, Lee, what's up? Because I don't understand it. So and it's the same thing with, uh, what do you call it? Um, vampires and werewolves. Ooh, okay, so this is going to be the new question that I ask everybody, all the gifts, the, all the gifts, right? All the guests. Would you rather be a witch, a vampire, or a werewolf? I'd be a witch. Ooh, okay, why? I'm probably like am a witch, but um, you know, spells and stuff like that. A little control. It's always a remedy for something if you need to get out of it. <laughs> That's what I was saying. So I have no desire to live forever, right? So werewolves just don't appeal to me. I don't want to be anybody. Hey Mo, I don't want to be anybody's werewolf. I don't want to be that ill, stinky. <laughs> right. And changing, turning. It looks like it's painful. Like it hurts. Like why would I want that just so that I could uh, run around and stuff? <laughs> and, right. That's not of interest to me. And then I was thinking, all right, so I would definitely be a, a vamp because, all right, strength and you know it's your speed and all that. Cool stuff. Then I was like, no, I could accomplish all that with a spell. I'll be a witch. So, I agree. There's a spell for everything. I have no desire to live forever. Right. So, like, the last thing I want to see, like, I don't want to have to turn all of my friends and family and people I care about into, <laughs> into vampires. Like, oh, I'm having a good time. And actually, Shorty, like, you look great at this age right here. Right. I'm getting older, so we should both stay, like, what, you know, you with <laughs> it or you not. Like, you really love me or do you not? And so I don't want to make those decisions. I don't want to have those conversations. So I have noticed, yeah. I'm with you on the witch. Witch, I want to do my spells and my potions and my pot. What I was saying is if I got magic, like why, like I don't even need super strength. Like I'm a big fan of, hey Yusuf, I'm a big fan of working smarter, not harder. It's actually very much so a gift of mine i gotta say that i'm pretty good at that like i've successfully navigated my life this far mm -hmm. without having to like you know do that much work you know you just i find a way of making things easy for myself no seriously i, I feel i know exactly what you're talking about i graduated from honors with everything mm -hmm. without really being studious <laughs> i got out of college on the dean's list mm -hmm. oh, partying drinking having a good thotty time like it was a great experience it's called the gift you know thank you and so I'd, like, I'd like to not shit on myself and <laughs> so all that being said if i had oh hey derek so you're gonna have to deal with the echo because what's more important you know the lighting though on this phone is great yes. Yeah, you're giving me 
non quarantine, like you just there. Out and out, like I'm in the streets. Yeah. But I'm not. All right, so let me try to actually pretend I have a light set up here. Okay, so yeah, I would just magic all the time. I don't have to be strong because there's a spell. Get out of my face. Mm hmm. Well, don't be here. So yes, there's Echo D because I am recording for the podcast and that video is way more important than the IG audio. So just appreciate us being pretty. Okay, bye. So back to the travel. What I was saying to Lo earlier, um, appreciate you. What I was saying is that we probably won't be able to travel internationally for a minute. However, Think about all the travel that that might open some people up to because there's so much beautiful stuff in this country. There are things all over the place that are incredible. Have you been to like the uh, Grand Canyon out in like the, um, even like just the Vegas area and stuff? Yeah. Just the mountains. Like I drove from, I didn't drive. I was back. We drove from Vegas to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. And just the drive was beautiful. So I feel like before they really open up international borders and give us that green light to, you know, go back exploring the world and seeing everything around us, a lot of different states are going to relax. Of course, their quarantine regulations and a lot of the stuff that's going on in the country. So mm-hmm. you may not be able to get to Dubai, which I have no desire visiting Dubai, actually. It just doesn't interest me it just seems like vegas overseas and i would say too like i mean even just taking advantage of what's in your borough right we live in in queens there's so many places when you look on the map of queens that i've never been to or you know you drive past that place and be like i've never been over here before. They right. this. and there's always so much you know beautiful architecture just in the places we live the neighborhoods the houses and we're gonna have to take advantage of that Get get in the car and just go. What what neighborhood are we going to today? What part of Brooklyn? What part of Staten Island can we take advantage of? Staten Island is beautiful, but we don't. Well, this right, it's like the Bronx. It's there, but nobody really knows. Because I remember one time I was driving with some nigga, and we was going someplace. I'm like, oh, where are we? <laughs> we in the Bronx. I'm like, New York. Right. Like this is a place in the Bronx. That has beautiful houses, but they try to act like they're not a part of the Bronx. Um, yeah, but they're part of the Bronx. Yeah. So it's, and everybody's like, oh, I'm a flake. I'm one of those friends that you invite me someplace. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm, I'm coming, I'm coming. <laughs> oh, you way? Yeah, just now. Leaving just now. I'm pulling it together. I'm, and I'm not. And you I'm me. doing my hair. <laughs> right. Or if I say I'm on my way, that means like I'm up. Mm-hmm. I'm about to turn the shower on and then think about like what I'm going to wear. I'm like, I'm thinking about my playlist. That's the friend that I am. Also, <laughs> if I cannot get in in Chuck's, do not invite me. I'm not going. I don't do the dress up thing. Unless it's like your birthday or there's like something special that I know. That's, that's definitely a new vibe. Like, can I wear my sneakers there? My, my comfy suit? No? All right. I'll call me. FaceTime me. We can do this. This is <laughs> what well, we did it on quarantine. These are people's birthday parties now. A good Zoom party, a group chat, FaceTime party. That's what we got. It's really, su- it's really sunny on my side of the beach with my deodorant running. And no shame either. Fuck you if, you're be- if your deodorant don't never run. But um, 
I think that a lot of people are really going to start exploring a lot of things. I think people should, they, they might not, none of my business, but they should start exploring a lot of the things that are right here at their disposal. Like there's mm -hmm. tons of places that I haven't been. Like, I feel like what gets lost on some people is that travel isn't just about the destination. They think that travel is just, and then also people get lost on travel being a vacation. Right. And it's, I thought the same thing. And that's why I didn't travel for so long. I didn't leave the country till I was 30. Okay. So the places I've been have been like in the past three, four years. Mm -hmm. It's because my idea of travel was just like luxe resorts and really exotic destinations. It's like whenever you see travel, it's people on uh, what is Maldives and they're yeah. doing like these like wild excursions and it's like, yeah, I stayed with these monks for 40 and then they all white. So then there's also that. Right. That's, they like, got a different type of travel. My travel was going to North Carolina every summer. And you know, that was, that was exciting for me to road trip 10 hours in a car. Like that, that was my idea of travel before, like driving uh, flying across country, just driving down South, you know, mine was Jersey. That's what my grandparents' timeshare was. So the furthest we went was fucking Jersey. Well, we drove to Atlanta one time. I remember. Mm -hmm. No, we flew. I remember when they used to give the kids like the little um, little packets and stuff. Like, and you get like the little wings and you got the little coloring book and the crayon. It's like you're on a red lobster in the air. You know what I mean? You left with stuff. Yeah. And they don't do that anymore. At least I don't travel with kids. So I don't know. Right. So but I don't know. I haven't seen the tablets now. Huh? They offer them tablets. Like you can, you can maybe rent a tablet for a flight, though. Really? Mm -hmm. What airline was this? I don't. This might have been one of my friends. Her daughter has like a little travel, um, like IG page and blog, and it might have been like Air Alaska or something like that. Wherever they went recently, they were able to get um a, a, a iPad or like a tablet on the plane for the kids. That's smart, and that's good customer service. I, as a flyer, appreciate that because I don't know your kids. <laughs> Keep them occupied. Yes. And it's just like, you would think that, and then also you would, it's easy to think just because somebody has bread to get on a plane or a flight that all of a sudden, oh, well, you can't keep your kid insane because people think that everybody is on a plane for vacation. And that's mm -hmm. one thing that drives me crazy because it's like, you could be trying to go to a funeral you could be trying to relocate you could be going to you know take the kid to see their parent you could have right. just been divorced and this is like a really stressful mm -hmm. time not just for your kid because they've never been on a plane before but for you normal that you're trying to navigate and i think that that gets lost on a lot of people and mm -hmm. also kids make noise they're supposed to make noise they don't have any concept of what like Mm -hmm. anybody else it's like this is immediate gratification personified we do it as adults and then forget that we have navigated an entire life to still be able to do it just either not necessarily quieter but just because i, I want to say that we don't throw tantrums but we all know adults that throw tantrums so they fight and arguing is a tantrum exactly and it's people accept it from adults like, oh, wow, well, she must have really been upset. Well, she's four. So yes, that's exactly what's happening. And she doesn't have the vocabulary to actually say what it is that is bothering her. But all that being said, I think that with whatever new normal happens, as long as there isn't really like a zombie takeover, 
then people hopefully because i'm seeing a lot of the memes that are like oh invite me i promise i'm going or you know oh my god as soon as outside opens like i'm going to all the places right no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> don't i don't you don't have to invite me you i'm still gonna say no right maybe okay. i'll be there i'll say i'm gonna be around y'all after so please right because at the same time it's just like well how long did you quarantine were you in the streets? Because mm -hmm. I don't know when your 14-day clock should really restart. I don't know. You're I don't, I mean, you record it. I don't know what happened. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people aren't getting tested. A lot of people are still sick, and we just don't know that they're sick. And that's the problem. Mm -hmm. Another thing I'm not excited about is this whole rush to do a vaccine. Right, no. I'm all for vaccinating um, kids, right? I would prefer that you don't vaccinate them for stuff like that they don't need to be vaccinated for. But I mean, mm -hmm. I was vaccinated. I lived through it. I'm okay. I don't have any kids, so I can't say that I'm actually reading any, you know, anti-vax or mm -hmm. vaccination literature. It doesn't really matter to me right now. However, I know that for myself, I don't believe in the flu vaccine. I want no parts of it. I'd rather just get the flu, pass it out. I've, been, I've had food poisoning before. I lived through that. I can live through the flu. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't have a flu shot. I didn't get Dallas a flu shot. I don't know. I just have, I have irky witch feelings See? about it. And <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. And I was almost considering it because of what's going on right now. Like, But he already had the flu and he made it through. I didn't get it. Him and his father had it and somehow I didn't get it. But yeah, not wood. Sometimes be careful. Stay strong. <laughs> Right. Vitamin C and all of that. Mm -hmm. So that leads me to a question. Oh, it's two questions that just came simultaneously. I like when that happens and then I hate when that happens. So the first question is, I mentioned the vitamin C. When I travel, I always have like, like my consistent travel thing is I have like a bag of pills and it sounds wild, but like I always travel with like Pepto. I travel with um, Advil, Tylenol, Excedrin, um, like I always have any type of medical or medication thing that I can think of that I might need while I am any place other than my house. Especially overseas too. They don't even sell, they, they don't sell American, the same, you know, type of stuff that we're used to putting in our bodies. And then they also, I can't read any other language but English. I can barely navigate through Spanish. But I know that that happens to me in Thailand. And what's really messed up is that I had my pill pouch, but it was in the crib. Like, it was in my hotel. Mm -hmm. And I was already in the car, and I started feeling sick. And so I'm like, yo, like, can you, like, pharmacy? Does that translate here? Like, do you have, like, a, I don't need a doctor, but, like, I need, like, my stomach hurt. Like, do you mm -hmm. have like, a pharmacist, medications? And you're just like... Okay, sure. But then I got there and she's just like, all right, well, what kind of stomach ache is it? And I'm like, sis, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to everything. Right. Just And so then she gave me like mad different like pills, but it's all in Thai. And I'm like, I don't. Right. So she's like, all right, you take this one for that. This is for that. And she really did a good job of like explaining things to me. So thankfully I ran into who I ran into. But then she's like, all right. You, and then everything was mad cheap. So she's like, all right, so, but you have to spend $10 in order to be able to use your card. And so she gave me mad pills and it was like $2. So I'm yeah, like, yeah. okay, just give me something, just charge me, whatever it is. So she gave me like coconut oil and something like that. But all that being said, it's just like, what do you always travel with? What is something that you 
wherever you're going, you consistently make sure to pack with you. Um, definitely. I'm always a Vaseline person, but like, especially for planes, I always make sure my lips are moisturized because I hate, I hate that feeling of like dry lips on the plane. Like I start freaking out. Um, always, I mean, and I travel a lot by plane, never really in car, but always an emergency sweater, a hoodie when I'm cold on the plane. Cause I'm cold everywhere. When I'm cold, um, in the state, I went to LA last April and it was freezing cold. Oh and we have wore all these like you know cool outfits out there, and I wore the same hoodie the whole week because I was freezing cold. Excuse me. So I'm definitely like a um, emergency jacket person, or even when you get off when you get off the plane from like coming from vacation and it's back to 30 degrees in New York, or it happened to be a snowstorm. I always bring my emergency jack- jacket. I always try, and I also always wear jeans unless it's like um, even no. Because I think even when I am traveling in summer here, the plane is still cold. And it's like you'll sit in airports and they're freezing cold. Like nobody cares that you came from wintertime or nobody cares. Like it's not their business to care. Like I get it. But at the same time, it's like ever I, tra- I always I have a travel uniform. Like I always wear a pair of jeans, a white tee, some chucks. But that's also like my life uniform. Mm-hmm. I find that I generally go between like two pairs of jeans. And then I'm in a hoodie or I started going with um, like this fleece zip up mm-hmm. because for some re- like the fleece, I'm always warm in a fleece, always. But I prefer a hood. So what I need to do is find like a fleece hoodie. That's my right. Name. Because I like putting something over my head before I put like my head back on the plane because I'm always, like. I know black people don't really get lice, but like I also just like don't know who's all head. Are you a plain germaphobe? Yes. I'm that person that wipes even before all of this. I mm-hmm. wipe I wipe the screen down because like I don't want to touch behind people. Right. And like I wipe the the arms down and like it took me a long time to be able to put anything in that seat back pocket, but I can't do it anymore. Like I can't do it anymore because like I was talking to, um, I think it was, yeah, it was when, she, you remember Sade, right? Mm-hmm. She's a flight attendant. Her and her homegirl, they fly attendants for JetBlue. And they came on and it was just like, yo, stop putting stuff in the seat back pockets. You realize people put all their trash in there. They mm-hmm. put barf bags in there. And I'm like, shit, like, I should have known so much better. Like mm-hmm. I was, I'd be the first person to put my phone in there, put it away, go to the, like, okay. I was always scared I was going to leave that bitch behind. Even though I'm pretty good with remembering things and, like, okay, don't forget your stuff. Make sure you check everything. Like, there, it always happens that there's, like, a traumatic experience or I'm upset about something or I'm stressed. And then I, and all of a sudden, like, that becomes, like, ingrained in my spirit. So like, mm-hmm. one time, it was the last time I flew with my family. I where the hell we went. But I was about to get off the plane, and my brother or my mother was just like, ain't this your bag? I'm just like. <laughs> oh, yeah. So all my belongings and my, my like, important. Oh, we were going to a family reunion. We were on our way to a family reunion in, like, Atlanta or something. I don't know. But, yeah, so I planes i'm always wiping stuff down and i don't know if my mother was like that in dance school but she's oh nah, don't touch that no 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 don't put your hands here don't touch. so it's always been like second nature to just be very 
don't, oh, you're too close. Oh, don't touch it, that kind of thing. So the other question was, I had kind of touched on that in travel, I think that a lot of people automatically default to vacation. Mm -hmm. So people generally forget that a lot of people travel for work as well. Yeah. So what was your experience or what has your experience been having to travel for work? Um, it's actually, for me, it was always exciting. Oh, so for, how about this? We never, I never introduce you. I always hate introducing people, people introduce themselves. So my full uh, podcast listeners, um, obviously you notice I got a guest. So guess, my beautiful guest, please introduce yourself. Cause this is, I forget. Um, my name is Supreme. I'm a music yeah. artist, television entertainer. And I'm from New York City, Jamaica, Queens. Um, and me and Dana know each other since probably like seven years old. She's a couple years older than me. But um, so forever in a lifetime. Right. Um, but like a whole ass mom. Right. <laughs> like a whole mom. Like y'all be like, I look at y'all and I'm just like, yo, got whole ass kids. Oh, look at Binksy in the live. Well, she's so cute. She just seen here being, go ahead and pose, baby. I see you. Oh. And multiple kids at that. Right. Ugh, I can't even rate. You think I raised you well, Binks? Thank you. She's so been quiet. <laughs> but yeah, so I travel for work. Well, yeah, I travel for work by plane mostly. So, um, for me, it's exciting, especially like when I was going back and forth to LA, shooting a TV show, things like that. I would be like, "Ooh, this is cool." Whenever I travel for like a show or something, I probably like have anxiety. Really? Why? No, I'd always have uh, like I used to have this notion of like, "Let's hurry up and get this over with." Mm. Um, it was just that type of anxiety, like I can't wait to just not be doing it anymore. But I'm thinking about doing it so much. But um, it, it was always mostly by plane. Um, I did some tours where I had to be in a car, like driving to, um, like Boston, New England, Rhode okay. Island, stuff like that, the like hip hop section of like traveling that wing of hip hop down there. So that was really cool. The first time I really got to travel for work was I was background dancing, um, for Little Mama. We did like the Chris Brown tour and we was all, it was probably about 12 dancers squeezed into a tour bus, right? Illegal. So, like, some of us had words, like, two in a bunk, like, wilding, right? Um, can you, so a tour bus bunk is, like, this size. So, it would be two of us in the bed of the bunk, like. That's trash. That's so. We were, like, mad young and just, like, you know, desperate for the opportunity. Like, I want to go. I want to be a part of it. But that was, like, my favorite, like, travel moment of my life that made me be, like, I want to do this forever. Like, I don't ever want to not be on a tour bus. I don't ever want to not be, like coming out of hotels, putting on my outfit, going straight to the stage, coming back, doing it again. Like th those were the best travel times for me. And that was just within like, like not the 50 States, but like, you know, both coasts for the tour. So we might've drove from New York and went down the South way. Then we drove to Texas. Ooh. And we, from Texas, we may have taken a flight to LA. Okay. Okay. But, um, like, that that was my first huge like travel experience outside of just going to North Carolina every summer. Mm -hmm. So that was super fun. And then once it got to like my music career, then it was, I uh, went on the Jim Jones tour and we were all like packed in a car, just driving down, 
or driving to colleges to do shows and things like that. Upstate Albany, Buffalo, those type of, you know, trips, which were cool experiences as well, but not as exciting to me as like the background dancing. I think like being a music artist, I think you have to prepare more to perform physically and say the words. And when you're just a dancer to me, like you could just stay in your box and, and focus on that one thing. But if you're doing everything, your head is kind of like, oh God, I gotta prepare. Right. So your the preparation for it kind of could take the fun out of the travel. But yeah. when it was for the TV show, that was fun. Cause I didn't have to do too much music stuff. It was more just like get my makeup done, get my hair done. I'm in LA, it's sunny. Mm-hmm. I get to put my outfits on, take cute pictures. Like, LA is my favorite place to go and take pictures because it's the great sunlight. And Ooh. for some reason, my New York pictures don't come out with the same, like, pop. They don't knock as hard. <laughs> as the LA filter, like, my skin shines different in LA. <laughs> but uh, those, those are my favorite places to travel. And then I also, because when, when I was saying, oh, I'm going to do this podcast, I'm like, let me write down where I've actually gone. I've gone some places, but, like, I did a lot of, European travel as well. The first place I went to for music was to Belgium. I shot a um, a video with this artist out there. We met like on SoundCloud and that ended up taking me to shoot a video out there. And that was great. That was the first time I've been out of, is that, that might've been the first time I've been out of America. I'm not sure. If, I might've went to Mexico once before that. I don't know. No, I went to Mexico after Belgium, but um, Belgium was great. Like the scenery, the streets, it was cobblestone everywhere. It was like, it was so clean you know we used to dirty america and so every like everywhere in europe to me is so clean and just like just architecture people clear care about the streets you don't see so many black people though they usually tourists when and the the people out there look at you strange like how'd you how'd you get out here but those those are my travel experiences yeah working what's it like all right so see I am one of those people that feels uncomfortable when I'm out like doing selfies in the street. So I try to keep my shit like my low, you know? Because I don't like, I don't like, oddly enough, I'm a Leo, but I do not like being the center of attention. Like I don't really like people to notice me when I'm out and about. Right. Um, But we live in a society of selfies. So even if you're overseas, People our age are still doing selfies. Like everybody is out taking selfies. So for me though, that also translates into, I don't like people, like especially when you're like one of four black people or like the only black person in an area, the last thing I really wanna do is also make myself stand out even more by now looking like a tourist, taking pictures and taking pictures of stuff around me. Like if I'm in a tourist area, like if I'm at the Louvre or if I'm at the fucking Eiffel Tower or whatever, and you're taking pictures, everybody there is a tourist. So you're not um, dif- really differentiating, differentiating yourself from anybody else. But when you've got a camera crew of people surrounding you, right. like what is that experience like? Um, I guess when, when it's not just you, and it's, it's people working. I think it takes the pressure off a little bit because it's like, I might, I might not just be doing a, a shallow selfie. Like, look, I'm so cute. Like, when it's a camera crew, then it's kind of like, oh, these people are working. And so it's still weird where people stop and they go off and they're trying to figure out, like, who is that? Are they are right. they this person or are they famous or do they know who they are? So it could feel judgy in that way. Like, oh, 
they ain't nobody. And, you know, right. they don't know you, but it's a little more safer because there's more people in action. So they might be figuring out, like, looking at the camera people, your director, the person, you know. So it's, it's a little less pressure in that. You yeah. like being on camera? Yeah, I like it. I love it. I like being on camera, I guess, under my own terms, like not having to be a fake person. Mm-hmm. I like I like having fun and like you know talking and stuff like that, but I don't like having to be um, put into somebody else's version of what they want to see of me. Like unless it's acting, right? So with reality TV, in that in that instance, it was kind of sometimes felt like I had to create a version mm-hmm. of something to like entertain people. So yeah, you were like you had to yeah. kind of play a part, and then even if you didn't play a part like they can always just edit it to yeah to put you in the the place that they want you to yeah Yeah, they're gonna make sure that whatever narrative they have of you is what gets portrayed because ultimately editing is king like you're just gonna edit whatever you want to just pop in funny with those things like i will always notice like before like before they start shooting you'll just be sitting down just waiting waiting but i notice that they'll be filming you while you're waiting so if you're just sitting down and you're going like this like Right. Oh, they building up right. those things into the the conversation. You're like, I was never doing that. You know, I wasn't rolling my eyes at that was five minutes before we started rolling. But like, so I will always be like paranoid and just be like this, like waiting. Like, y'all ready? Right. <laughs> don't try to catch. Don't gotta catch my stink regular face and add it in. Yeah, regular, <laughs> like what? I'm. There's nothing for me to smile at. So no, I'm not smiling right now. Like I'm. Uh, yeah, and but now all of a sudden I'm having conversations and I'm laughing and I'm smiling and I'm talking to people. But now my response is everything, <laughs> and I look like the fucking stank ass. <laughs> I know, like that was so. All right, so I don't mind being on camera, but like the same as you, it's just like under my own terms. Like I like I'm more I'm more controlling than I thought I was. Mm-hmm. That I've just, I have to like let that shit go. I'm controlling. So when I did the IGTV that I did, shout out to um, Hydea. She was so bomb to work with. I was so like, when I tell you I had, I've never, I don't know how big anxiety attacks are supposed to be before they're considered like anxiety attacks. But like, I'm driving to the city, like crying, like, all right, I gotta, this, I have to do this. Oh my God. Like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, like you were saying, like, I just want to get this over with. I just want to be done. Like, I don't want to do this. And the whole time I'm like, ah, ah, I'm just like, oh, this didn't work out. This didn't work out. I fucked up my pants. I did this and I did this and I forgot this. I'm late for this. And then you get there and you just turn it on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you just all right. Well, you pull your shit together and you accomplish whatever goal it is you're supposed to do. But I always had like, well, before I started, like I had in the back of my mind, like, oh, people are gonna look at me and they're gonna be judging me and they're gonna be talking about me and they're gonna be like, who's this girl? Why does she think like she's important enough to like have like a camera person and blah blah blah? So <laughs> in my mind, it would have been even like a bigger anxiety attack if there's like three cameras. And if there's like six other people recording with you and you're doing this and you're doing that. And I, I just like, 
But then it's just like, was there like an adjustment period? Like, did it take you? Okay. It has to be an adjustment. It's one of those things where you, you, you like the first time you jump in the rope, you might mess up and then you just got to keep going because otherwise you're never going to, you have to, you have to. So, but the thing with anxiety is like, you're scared of something that hasn't even happened yet. Right. So like, right. you have to have it happen to you to know that like, yo, it's not even that serious. Like, cause every time it's over, then you'd be like, yo, that was nothing. That was not fun. I had so much fun doing that. Right. Like, and the whole time before you're freaking out, like, ah, I don't want to do a canceling my shirt. Looks like my pants, my hair ain't going to say my eyelashes. Like mad stupid stuff. That's never going to happen. And then you do it and you have the greatest time ever. And then, you know, you just keep doing it from there. That's like leading up to this. I was like, oh, hey, guys. Hey, Troy. It's like the whole time leading up to this, I'm like, yo, my brows look wild. Yo, my bro, my brows have hated me for years. Okay. My brows and I, I've been trying to grow my eyebrows in. Like, I just, no, honestly, I never should have started doing them. That's where I fucked up. I started waxing my brows when I was in college, but I had great brows. I should have just left them the fuck alone. But. Mm-hmm. Here I am, started doing my brows, and once you start, you can't stop. And of course, in the 2000s, when I was waxing them, like these really skinny, like little, barely there brows, <laughs> the thing. So that's basically where I start and end. So they all trying to like grow in, but they don't grow in thick enough that it makes any sense. So you got, you got to about April 30th to get a good. <laughs> No, when I tell you I didn't do my brows for like a whole year and they still look exactly like this, it's just like four weeks past needing to get them down. That's where that's it could be seven years later, and that's as, that's as much as grown in. Like it's just. It's, I wonder if you can do something like you know how they have hair growth, like men hair growth for their scalp. Like so I started doing the castor oil, but I'm just inconsistent. I am not a consistent person. That is just something that I'm. That's just who you are. Like yes, it's who I am. I I just don't do well at those things. So trying yeah. to do the most I can do is like a week straight. Mm-hmm. A week straight, and I might be too comfortable because sometimes I'd be like, I ain't put no makeup on. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I, I might I might be too comfortable in what I'm doing now. Like I don't care what they say. <laughs> so what is it when you have to do? Like I don't mind getting my makeup done. But like in regular life, I can't, I don't, I don't do makeup. Like I like my face. You know what I mean? I love my skin. My face is good. Like it works for me. I'm bagging niggas here and there. No makeup. Like I'm straight. However, I do have some really bomb makeup artist friends that when they do my makeup and then I look at myself after, I'm like, this is why you're employed. (laughs) Shout out to Cam. Shout out to Kim. Shout out to Val. And shout out to Rodney. Those are my four favorite makeup artists that I've ever worked at. You've worked with Rodney before, right? Yes. I love Rodney. Um, I love Kim. Did you do, were you there with me when you worked with Kim? Did we ever, no, I don't think I ever had a makeup artist when we did, when we did the, um, you did, um, when I was doing. I don't know if you had a beat face. Vixen experience. Did we do? I don't know. I don't know if you might have had a beat face that day. I'm not sure. Or maybe I did. I might have came from somewhere. I'm not sure. Oh no, but bro, like I, the, the four of them. Yo, when I tell you though, Val, don't let the white girl sleep on. Like, don't sleep on a white girl. She's one of the baddest makeup artists I've ever had do my face mm-hmm. ever. And it's, but I think also though. It's because I know Val. Like, we went to college together. So she knows my face. Like, she's used to my face. But 
she works. I'm throwing all your business out there, Val, just because I, I see more for you. Like, she works at, like, this little bridal studio in Long Island, a whole bunch of white girls, right? But she does her job flawlessly. Like, mm -hmm. all her clients always look incredible for their weddings. I want her to do so much more because I feel like she's, like, nobody knows that she's able to do brown faces as well. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I'm just like, bro, like, the bag is out here for the taking. Like, I want you to be able to do, like, all the things, experience all the things, get all of the coins because you're so good. Like, I've, she's one of my absolute favorite makeup artists. And I just really think that she's being, you know, wasted with just like that one dimension of one kind of face that she's always doing. Cause you know, they swear they're dark skin and they swear, oh my God, you know, I don't know if you're gonna have my shade. Okay, so it's pale and then dark pale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Val, you're popping sis. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I hate. I I like how I look with the makeup, but the process of putting it on sometimes I have no patience for it. I've like I've almost started to hate the feel of foundation, like cold foundation on my skin. Like it freaks me out. So in cases when I I'll be home and I'll try to do my own makeup and I'd be like I don't feel like doing this. Like I'm tired of I'm tired of it. I'm tired of putting it on. I'm tired of taking it off. But I hate taking it off. Yes. They take them off. I don't mind playing in my face, but right. excuse me, then I always mess it up because I don't know what I'm doing because I, I, I don't do makeup. And it's just like, I don't have a job where I have to also. It's not like I'm doing sales. It's not like I'm on camera. I'm not doing anything where my face needs to be. Right. It's not mandatory. Unless, but, unless you're like on TV doing the news and stuff like that. So sometimes right. I'll, I'll try to put a, a good beat face on if I want to get a good picture, photo shoots, video shoots. Right, right. Because film, film things like that. Because you can, you can see the difference. Like, oh, I should have worn makeup for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I should have put some makeup on that day. <laughs> you can. I learned that doing the damn YouTubes. I was like, oh, you look washed. Mm -hmm. The lighting don't hit the same. Like, you need the lighting and the makeup. Yeah. Sure do, sure do. So I, I did. I will give myself that. That okay. Sometimes you need a little, a little something. And so I don't ever talk down on people that have to leave the house with like a full face. Or you know I mean, everybody has their thing. Like not everybody. For example, people that wear wigs don't necessarily hate themselves, and they're not like trying to be this, not trying to be that. They're not. You know, people wear um, wigs, weaves, extensions, all of that. It's just because they want. That's what they want. What an option. Sometimes it's fun. You exactly. might want another personality. You want a new texture this week. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to ruin your own hair trying to accomplish something else. Or it's just like, I'm feeling like length today because I want to swing on these hoes. I want to bob. Right. And what if I didn't want to um, do... If I had green hair or if I had pink hair, maybe I want a black hair to go with this outfit. But guess what? I'm going to color my hair to get it. No. Right. Put a black wig on. And you gonna mind your business? That's what I think is key. Not sure. Business. Don't worry about what I'm doing. I saw something today with Ari Lennox, and she was playing around. She had this stupid lace front wig on, whatever. Just playing around, having fun with it, like trying to glue it on and we'll sit out. And then Snoop Dogg gonna say, "What happened to growing your own hair, whatever?" And then everybody, she got more hair than you. Like relax, <laughs> like she's having a good time. Right. It just works because I'm minding my business. And guess what? I'm grown. Points one through four are there. <laughs> you don't need to go past there. Mm -hmm. 
So in terms of the corona and the lack of travel, what does that look like for um, someone that is an entrepreneur, someone that is self-employed? Like, how has this ban on travel affected you? Um, it's crazy because this year for 2020, I had already planned to not do, well, not do any vacation traveling. I was more just trying to like save and, and just do some other things. Um, so I can't say it's impacted me yet. I don't know what job opportunities may have, you know, been coming up, but it definitely, you know, puts a hold on everyone's life in, in terms of going in other places to do it. But I think it's so great how everyone is making the adjustment and doing these video things. You're not going to let travel stop people from getting their work done. Stop. You know, I just had a meeting with a, um, a producer and he lives in Italy and we had, I've never met him before. We had to do a, like a live through Instagram and that was the first time I met him, but I don't think that's the quarantining and the staying home is not stopping anyone from getting things done. I won't say not losing money, but at least trying to keep the momentum going, you know, the, the, the visibility is important, you know, during these times. I think it's definitely given a lot of people the access. Some In some cases, it depends because it's one of those things where if you don't seek the opportunity or if you don't seize the opportunity while it's there, it's definitely not going to um, necessarily represent itself. Mm -hmm. So I think that this pause on literal travel has kind of opened up the potential for people to see that they may not have been as limited as they thought they were. Right. Because not everything has to be done tangibly. Like you don't have to necessarily be right here holding hands to get anything done. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you're able to speak to people. I think that the amount of access we've had has allowed us to forget how much access we actually have. Because I feel like a lot of kids are like, oh, well, I've always had the internet. Like, there was a time when we didn't have the internet. I remember them discs. I remember having to sign up. I remember what that, you know, landline connection. Outside, right. Calling people. Hold. Let me call yeah. you back. Three-way. I get the phone because my grandma's about to call my mom. Or, no, I don't have my own phone number. Or, I wasn't home when you called. That kind of thing. Like, I was watching. I'm a binge watcher. I cannot comfortably watch stuff that's, like, in... Um, week to week yeah i can't i don't have commitment issues like i i can't commit that way i will say though when you were on tv i did pay for that channel's subscription so that <laughs> you could watch you i thank offered you. my cable package for you sis i was there <laughs> thank you thank you thank you <laughs> but it's like i watched um twin peaks so it's this show from the 90s it was absolutely insane it was stupid like what and i loved it it was right up my alley. It's the kind of stuff that I like. It's basically um, like a cult without being a cult. Weird, but real campy. Loved What's it. What's The uh, Twin Peaks. Okay. Did it in like 1990, 91 or whatever. And then they ended up doing a movie about it in 92 that ended up doing, it was like a prequel. So what happened, which I'm going to watch today. And then Showtime did like a limited series and they ended up doing it in like 2017. So okay. it's like 20 years later or something like that. So it's like, I'm really excited to see how they um, did, like how they, and they brought back a lot of the same characters. So I really want to see how they um, continued the story because I feel like with all of these shows that are, oh, let's do a revamp or let's do a read this and we can reboot and relaunch that. Like, first of all, there are so many original ideas out here. Like listen mm -hmm. to these creatives. 
listen to these writers. There's so much. Okay, I keep trying to full house over. Like, go away. You know, what I mean? like well, you don't have to. Like, I get that you're just going for the coins. Like, you just want the money. You already know that there's a fan base. You know that there's money here. So this is what you're doing. And business is business. I get it. But you can also do business with people that have um, original ideas. But all that to say, what I started saying, it was really interesting to see again people living life without cell phones because uh-huh. it was done in 1990 so there was one scene where this one character like audrey ended up coming back and she was trying to get in contact with um sitting in the name of jake and so she like jake comes in and he's just like talking to her dad like is audrey here i have to see audrey before i go and then of course like they're talking whatever and then in another scene you see audrey come into the room excuse me, into like the hotel. And so Audrey's talking to the bellhop, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yo, they right here. Like, oh my God, I wish he could like just call her like on her cell phone. But it's like, it's 1990. Right. <laughs> like y'all don't have like, like you, they can't. So it's like, we have such this immediate luxury mm-hmm. of being in contact with people. And I think that this whole cause, this no, you can't necessarily go sit in this room with these people and have these conversations, it's like <laughs> there are ways. Like phones have been a thing, right, for decades. They're still they still exist, right? Landlines work. You could use a cell phone. FaceTime works. So I really feel like people that really want to keep going or keep getting that bag, you're gonna find a way. Mm-hmm. Granted, this may have to put on um, hold a lot of campaigns. Like if you were supposed to be shooting or yeah. filming or in production with certain things, absolutely, I get that. That sucks for some people. And then if you have a business or a brand where you are um, in contact with people, I think also what this can possibly do is remind people of how um, important your service is. Like, everybody's gonna appreciate Day Barber a little bit more now when you start going three weeks without that lineup. So you trying to FaceTime with your little shorty and she ain't never seen you without your fresh line. Now all of a sudden you like worried about how she's looking at you because she, you know, not really paying attention on the FaceTime no more. Yeah. She, wow. she can throw her wig on. You know what I mean? But you can't line your own shit up. You know what I mean? So people are kind of like, okay, wow. When I am able to do X, I'm going to appreciate this more. I hope people start tipping that person that bags their groceries right. a little, like throw a little change in right. there. The, you know the I mean? Uber driver would tip a little more tip. Word, <laughs> word. Like I know that I only sometimes tip my You get three dollars, you get one ninety. Like back up. <laughs> right, we ain't gonna just decide for me. Let's scale this back. You know what I mean? I know that I've been being kind of bougie when because I've been day drinking every day almost because what else do i have to do i don't have anywhere to go mm-hmm. so i will like when i really be like damn I'm fucking hungry i don't like i'm tired of that food in the house i got hella food in the house but i don't want the food in the house i made chili the other day i never made chili before horrible i got chili in the fridge mm-hmm. chili i don't want that <laughs> i'm grown we're spoiled Right, I got a job, so I'm ordering these crab legs. Shout out to my driver. I made sure that he got a nice little five dollars. You know what I mean? Like, what is an extra three dollars gonna like do anything to hurt me fiscally? No. So you can have the whole five dollars, and hopefully everybody just decides. You know what? Five dollars. Granted, you ain't go far. You came off the conduit here. 
So mm-hmm. let's not get carried away. I appreciate your service, bro, but you ain't getting no seven and ten dollars. Like, no. So we will scale seamless back. You're bugging, fam. You're gonna run this back. Let's take it a few notches down. I'm not there yet. Let's not stop my bag. But I think that um yes, um in um a bathing suit because even though it's home, make it travel. But when the shoulders out and the dog is with the shit, right? You know, today's. So um what would you do first once you're comfortably able to leave the house? Where are you going? What are you doing? So I have a two-year-old, so I've been on quarantine for two years. Anyway, I've been in the house, stuck, and not doing anything. Like, I'm, God may have prepared me for this because I've been doing this for the past two years. Except, like, I might go out and get dinner on a Tuesday night, Friday night. May go to MCD on a Saturday, teach me <laughs> brunch on a Sunday. But otherwise, this is usually what I'm doing. So... What, what would I do when I get out? When I get out, when I'm free? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of scared. Number one. Right. Because I don't trust everything when I get out. When they know who's it, don't, I still don't want to touch y'all or, or travel anywhere, right? But um, maybe a vacation somewhere warm. Um, it's about to be warm here when we can finally get right. in the house, damn. I, I, I want to say maybe a restaurant or something like that, but that, that I need something more. I need like something yeah. explosive to do. So, we, right. I got to book a big gig or Dallas got to book a big modeling shoot or something. Right. I want to work and I want to make some money. So that's, that's really what I'm looking forward to. I've had enough rest. I'm almost now tired. Like let me, I'm three o'clock in the morning. Let me wake up and do some work. Cause I'm tired of sleeping at this point. So I don't, I just want to be active in like a work way. I've been pretty, you know, just downtime, just being a mom and things like that. So I want to do some fun work. Congratulations, international model campaign having Dallas. You say thank you. When I tell you, he is like the happiest baby. I'll never forget. I went to MCD, and usually I'll be trying to run up on people's kids because I'm like, they don't know me. Like. (laughs) I know your mom, but like you don't know me, so I don't take it personal. Like when kids don't like want to say nothing to you, or like they just be like, because I was always one of those kids. Because my mom is just like one of those people, and my dad is one of those like forever, like, like whatever. Yo, Zoe, what's going on? So it's just like I always hate it. Like my dad is that person. He's freaking mayor. Anywhere you go, it's just like, all right, yeah, baby girl, we ready to go. All of a sudden, we at the, the grocery store, and he's now having a conversation. I don't know. I don't five know minutes. Five minutes is like two hours later. We standing here and he's like, yeah, you know, this is so and so and so. Like, oh, I remember when you were so late. But I don't know you, sir. I'm not excited about seeing you because this whole again for you is right. the first time for me. I used to change your diapers. Yeah, I'm like, mm, I don't remember any diapers. So is that <laughs> like, why would I know diapers? But he was just always so pleasant. Yeah, he's a nice guy, baby. Him and KJ. Mm-hmm. And KJ would just like, cause Camel just dropped KJ in my life. Like, oh really? Okay, here. And I'd be like, uh, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> like, read this. Like, I don't. What do I do with this? Mm-mm, don't cry. I don't need nothing. Cause I mean, I can just smile at you. You know, there's a whole. Oh, what's going on? Hi, hi, baby. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Courtney learned the. 
<laughs> Dirty Courtney loved the hard way. I remember one time when she first had Tyler, right? So she's like, all right, so you, you can watch Tyler for me? I'm like, of course, sis, I got you. Of course, go watch my nephew. Bring him home. <laughs> Yo, so he was like, oh, wait, let me, let me run. Okay, so no, this is the first time. So she brought him over. And so I had Tyler, and this was, I think he was like six months. Easy. Oh. They're not really moving. So it was just like, all right, well, he can sit in his car seat all damn day. <laughs> he can sit in his car seat all day. And, of course, he didn't. You know, I took him out. We played. We ate. But then it was just like, girl, don't bring him back so he can wipe his own ass. I'm good. I don't know what to do with your child. Like, I don't know how kids work. I don't know what they want. I don't know what they need, what they're I had my cousin over here. She was, Jordan was like four. And I remember this was when my aunt died. And so my cousin left the baby. I'm like, leave Jordan. I got this. You go handle the arrangements. All right. Totally on it. And she left wild early in the morning. I had no need to get up. Jordan had no need to get up. So we in the bed. So she wakes up. Um, I want to watch TV. I got TV right here. She's like, no, I want to watch the other TV. I'm like, where we got TV right here? Let's just put this on. <laughs> She's like, so I'm trying to talk her into like just watching this TV so I can just stay in the bed. That lasted like an hour. And then it's just like, okay. So like hours later, my cousin comes back and she's just like, you know, hey, Jor, what's going on? Everything okay? And she's just like, did you eat? <laughs> I'm like, no. Jeez, she was hungry. She's like, yes. <laughs> she's like, you didn't feed my child. I'm like, she never asked for anything to eat. And I'm like, I don't. I don't understand the children. So uh, I'm that auntie who's just gonna throw money at the problem. What you want? What you need? You need a thing? How much is it? Just take the money. Here's the money, have fun. So shout out to y'all though that have happy babies cause I love Christian. I love Christian. She's not Charlie. Charlie's easy. Dallas is easy. KJ is easy. Christian will beat you up. They will just come and sit and talk with you and smile and just be like, oh, this is great. Oh, my God. Not, yeah. Mm -mm. She'd be like, hit that. Right. And then she will just give you the look and just be like, I didn't want to sit with you either. You know what I mean? So I'm like, so we're even? Cool. <laughs> Not a problem. Call your mother. Oh, that's right. You don't really know how to do that. Pull your together. <laughs> Let's act right. Because I'll call it for you. Right. It could be returned. So where can the people find you? Where can the people find you on the internet and keep up with what you got going on and make sure that they're able to follow you when you go back on tour and all the things? Are you still touring? Are you going to go on tour, do you think? I don't know. I know you got new music out. Yeah, I have, I have a bunch of new music I'm completing to drop within. We'll see what the world looks like, which, which I can still drop it from home, right? I don't really need to be outside to do that. Um... And so when things come back to people being in crowds and wanting to show up for events and shows, I definitely would love to do some touring and performing places, you know, kind of rebuilding, rebuilding fan bases, meeting new people, new fans. Um, but you can definitely follow me, Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram, Naima Supreme. Um, I don't tweet too much no more. I don't know, Twitter's kind of crazy, but I'm still on Twitter, Naima Supreme, Snapchat, um, Facebook, Naima Supreme. Anything else I have going on? I'm trying to think. YouTube channel. I have like three EPs maybe dropping before July. Hopefully before July. But I've just been working and connecting with different producers and people. 
working on my own type of, you know, production and editing and things like that. I have a lot of creative ideas. So I've just been in my hub working and staring my my witch pot up with my, um, my spells and recipes, right? Things burning in the back, like, but I have some good new stuff on the way. So definitely follow me, tune in. Um, and I'm definitely trying to branch out and do things that are not only music, you know, music set. I'm just naive with Supreme branding all over. So are you going to do acting? Yeah. I, and I always do. I have to always do auditions and things like that. So I'm, I'm actually, I did a short film and it was supposed to be going to like uh, festivals and things like that. But a lot of things that I have already done have been put on pause for the moment in terms of production and release wise quarantine wise because people they involved activities that people have to be around each other and consult and release you know release products so we'll see what happens by april 30th with with my life but um <laughs> I ends soon because you know i mean i have some hoodies i'm trying to you know audition so <laughs> Yeah, there's some other stuff we want to do. It's about to get warm. The warm weather is the inspiring weather, you know? Right, just being outside. Because I realize that a lot of people, in terms of creatives, some people find their inspiration being around other people. Like, they get that energy, and they get that... You good? They get that, like, fresh air. They get that life being in crowds. Like, for me, it's the opposite. I'm always, like... Uh, rejuvenated and refreshed, like spending time by myself. But at the same time, I realized how much um, I still am able to gather from being like out and about with yeah. other people. Like it's a different type of inspiration. Like it's different. So I feel like right now it's kind of one-sided because I, I kind of focus on how I experience myself. Mm-hmm. Like that's when I travel, I focus on how I experience myself. Like that's one of the things that I enjoy the most is just kind of being aware of and being in tune with how is deep here. Like how am I like here versus I am when I'm home? Because when I'm home, I'm always in a grip. Like I don't do anything. I don't go anywhere. So I'm not really missing anything but touch. I just miss hugging my family and like touching friends and holding hands with people and like you know what I mean. Just like being able to just be in somebody's space the way like the dog is in my space right now mm-hmm. so it, that part i'm missing that kind of inspiration is kind of like lacking except for with being seen but i mean you know i guess it just forces you to tap into what you've got for yourself i mean that's sure. make the, the most out of it and that's another thing that i realized And it kind of takes me back to like my early YouTube days when it's just like no budget teaches you how to do a lot of stuff for yourself. The best things out of it too. The most creative things come out of not having, not relying on dollars to produce it. You have to use your brain. Yep. And other people. Because it's like I can MacGyver uh, a tripod. Well, I mean, it's like at this point, it's like I got lights and tripods and stuff like that, but I don't have anybody to test like, is this a good angle? So it's like, you know how long I spent in the background. I was sweetie. I was just doing that yesterday. I have my setup and I can't fix the shadow because I'm not standing there. So like, it drives me crazy. And the dog don't sit still long enough 
to put her there and be like, all right, well, let's test the shadow. So now I'm stacking pillows and trying to take over lights. Like he's shooting, I have a ring light, he's shooting his basketball through the ring, <laughs> like driving me insane. It's, it's, listen, this is going to either, it's definitely going to break some people and make other people. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty excited to see who cooks up what and what people do with this time and this space yeah. that is forced upon us right now. So I know that I'm not the only person that's looking forward to seeing what Quarantina is cooking up. And we will definitely keep up with you. Thank you so much for chilling with me today. And this was so fun. Travel, even though we are home. Thank you. Thank you, Miami, South Beach. Oh, no. Bye, Dallas. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye. I'm as Bye, baby. Later, Thanks, babe. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.